Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at bbmglobalnetwork.com. The BBM Global Network, your voice is now heard. To My Strategy with author and personal growth coach John M. Hawkins. John will provide coaching and inspiration, motivation and advice on your personal development in order to help you with the best decision making possible. So now, please welcome the host of My Strategy, John M. Hawkins. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. Uh, you're listening to My Strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're so happy that you could join us uh, here today and, and be with us. Uh, our episodes are always live and on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Today, we're going to be talking about when bad things happen to good people. In this episode, we're going to talk about something that all of us must face at one point or another, or sometimes many times during a day, it seems. But we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles, also known as dealing with adversity. We're going to talk about some of the successful people who have been in adverse situations or had obstacles to overcome. We're going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks to help you build your strategy to build your own personal growth strategy to overcoming obstacles. Well, again, very happy to be with you here today. Uh, Saturday, for me, is one of the best days of the week. It's a great day for us to reflect on the week. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to really start to think about our own personal strategies. So I'm glad to be here. Uh, I think many of you have known, as I've said before, our show is growing, and we're now available on iHeart and also iTunes Radio. So if you do not have the opportunity to listen live to one of our uh, episodes, uh, we are now available on podcast on those two networks. You can also find me on social media at Hawkins John. Uh, please feel free uh, to tweet me there uh, and become one of our uh, my Twitter friends, or you can go to JohnMHawkins.com. And just like anything in life, we need to have a strategy and plan to help us reach our goals because the best laid plans don't always work. Uh, this week, we're looking for stories uh, focusing on adversity or obstacles that you've overcome. So if you have any good examples or a tip or a trick that uh, you felt worked well for you, then uh, please feel free to send that in to talk at johnmhawkins.com. And you can also be entered into our weekly giveaway, weekly we're giving away uh, to a handful of submissions. Uh, we pick the top one randomly. Um, but basically, uh, you're, you have the opportunity to win um, a copy of my latest book, Coach to Greatness. And we also are giving away that $25 Starbucks gift card, uh, which uh, can be used uh, at your leisure uh, for the beverage of your choice. Well, today we're talking about adversity and obstacles. 
So in today's uh, episode, we're going to talk about the definition of adversity and really should we be embracing adversity or should we be fearing it? Should we be trying to avoid it? We'll also talk a little bit about some of those successful people who had obstacles early on in their lives or in their lives, and they found ways to overcome them and become the uber successes that they are. And a couple of the names are Franklin Roosevelt, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Frederick Douglass, Johnny Depp, and even Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is one of those people who had to face some adversity. We'll talk a little bit about how you can come, you can start to overcome your own obstacles in life. And in some cases, it really is the perception that makes a difference and determining if it really is a obstacle that could potentially keep us from going forward or if it's something that is there as a test to help us grow. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll also talk about something that ties into overcoming obstacles, adversity, and that is becoming resilient. Uh, resilient is something that you know we all need to really think about. And this was one of those things that in uh, my second book, when I wrote my second book, I'd written it and I got an email from a soldier who had read the book and he said, you know, great book, John, there's just one thing that's missing in the book. And I said, oh, great. You know, early feedback on something that you poured your heart and soul to is good and bad. You know, you get a little bit nervous when that feedback comes in. And he says, look, John, you had some great points there, but the one thing you were missing was uh, resiliency. So today we're going to cover uh, resiliency in honor of uh, the uh, my uh, virtual soldier friend uh, who read my second book and uh, gave me that advice. So anyway, uh, what is the definition for adversity? It really is a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune and showing courage in the face of adversity. I mean, for us, you know, whether we like it or not, adversity is something that is just part of our lives. And overcoming adversity is one of those hurdles that we're going to have to face on a daily basis. And some of these extracts that I'm going to recite to you today are from an article uh, written by Z. Hereford. And it is called, it's Essential Life Skills, and he's talking about adversity here. So uh, he says here, as Havelock Ellis wrote, pain and death are part of life, and to reject them is to reject life itself. Problems, large and small, present themselves to us through our whole existence, which is true, right? Ever since you were a little child, all the way up through school, through you know grade school, you know all the way up into high school and even college, you're going to run into situations, and not only from a scholastic perspective, but life problems. We run into life obstacles, life hurdles. You know, you made the team, you didn't make the team. Uh, you know, you're you're you know you have tons of opportunity or you don't have opportunity. There's a lot of hurdles that we face. So it says, regardless of how sharp, clever, or happy-go-lucky we are. We will encounter struggle, challenge, difficulties, and at times, heart-wrenching moments. Is this meant to be negative, cynical assessment of what we have to look forward to? Herford opines, no, not at all. He says, in fact, thank goodness for adversity. Learning to deal with and overcoming adversity is what builds character and resilience. It says here, the ability to conquer future obstacles, there was the... Uh, uh, a Greek philosopher that said adversity has the effect of drawing out strengths and qualities of a man or woman that should have lain dormant in its absence. And how is how often is this true? You know, when you have an obstacle that comes up and now you're face to face with that obstacle, how you deal with that obstacle, how you think about that obstacle can actually be a telling sign as to whether you're going to conquer that obstacle, whether you see it as a puzzle or something to solve, or whether you are going to shy away from it. So Herford says that when you respond positively and constructively to your biggest challenges, the qualities of strength, courage, and character, perseverance, emerge from deep with inside you. Uh, of course, since we are humans, it's very easy to get caught up in all the self-pity, unfairness of life and why me traps. And don't we all fall into those why me traps? Why was I not given all the opportunities? Why was I not given, you know, the parents that uh, gave me a business or whatever it is? Why was I not given smarts or intelligence or something along or physical 
ability. You know, I want to be a football player and I can't be a football player. So there's always the pity. But I think that as we go through this episode, we're going to start to learn that really the adversity that comes to us, those obstacles that come before us really are not designed to try and thwart us or to conquer us. But if we look at them properly and we respond to them accordingly with the right attitude, then we have the ability to actually take that obstacle, see it as a, a puzzle, a challenge or a problem to solve. And with that, we can then, if we solve it, it gives us the ability to grow even more so than if we never had that obstacle in the first place. So that's what this is all about today. It's really about identifying these obstacles and really figuring out how to look at them and how to determine are we going to let them conquer us or are we going to grow from them. This is my strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We're on the VBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of these successful people who overcame adversity. We'll be right back. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com and for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Hello and welcome back, everybody. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. Now, this is my strategy we're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network in TuneIn Radio. Well, very happy to be here with you today. I'm glad you can join us. Today we're talking about when bad things happen to good people. Uh, right before the break, we talked about overcoming obstacles, adversity, and how we can uh, start to think differently about these obstacles and hopefully build a strategy for us to grow from it. In this segment, I want to talk a little bit about some of the successful people who have overcome diversity. Now, the article that I'll be pulling this information from is by a writer by the name of Joshua Spodek, and he wrote an article on 12 incredibly successful people who overcame adversity when life gets tough or when life feels tough. How they overcame the challenges may ease your burden or potentially inspire you. He suggests that uh, consider how people succeeded despite all the odds. Ask yourself, which helps more, having advantages or learning to overcome adversity? And I think that really is the theme here. Is it better to have the advantage or is it better to learn to overcome the adversity? He says here, I've noticed how many extremely successful people have had problems beyond what most of us face. To be sure, many successful people emerge from comfortable backgrounds and some problems keep many people from any chances of success. But can we still learn from those people? So he goes out there and came up with a list of people that he'd identified 
who had obstacles or adversity faced them, yet they were able to they were able to overcome them. So the first on the list is Franklin Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt, his adversity or obstacle that he had to overcome was that he was paralyzed from the waist down by polio uh, before running for office. However, even though he had that adversity, his achievement one was that he was able to become a four-time president of the United States. So here's a man who was uh, given an adverse situation and he was able to overcome it. The second one listed here is Oprah Winfrey. Um, many of you know the story of Oprah Winfrey, but she was born into poverty in rural Mississippi to a teenage single mother, later raised in an inner city Milwaukee neighborhood. She experienced considerable hardship during her childhood, saying she was raped at age nine, became pregnant at 14, and her son died in infancy. Yet she was still able to, from an achievement perspective, become a best-known, multi-award-winning talk show host, uh, The Oprah Winfrey Show, which uh, had one of the highest-rating programs of its kind in history and was nationally syndicated for, from 1986 to 2011. Imagine that. She was born into an adverse situation, uh, but she still went after her dreams and was able to accomplish her goals. Another one is Sylvester Stallone. Now, Sylvester Stallone isn't that popular now, uh, but uh, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, he was extremely popular. You might know him in the Rocky movies, but essentially uh, there were complications. Um, his mother suffered during labor, and they forced the obstetricians to use a pair of forceps during his birth. So here's a guy at birth, and the misuse of those forceps accidentally severed a nerve and caused paralysis in parts of Stallone's face. As a result, the lower left side of his face is paralyzed, including parts of his lip, tongue, chin, an accident which has given Stallone his snarling look and slightly slurred speech. So here's a man you think, wow, you're just starting out. You're, as you're being born into this world, you're, uh, someone's mistake uh, now puts you in a situation where you have an obstacle to overcome. Well, he absolutely overcame it by becoming an iconic actor, one of the most successful actors, in fact. He wrote and starred in a three-Oscar-winning uh, Rocky, which became a franchise, starred as the iconic John Rambo, and got steps of Philadelphia Art Museum named after him. So here's a guy who you th you'd think would have had all these obstacles in front of him and not be able to accomplish, but he was. The next one is Albert Einstein. His adversity was he couldn't get a job in physics for two years after graduation. How many of us know Albert Einstein? But here it says he couldn't even get a job. He worked as an assistant patent examiner, passed over for promotion until he fully mastered machine technology. Here's Albert Einstein, the guy we all look up to now as being one of the smartest people. Yet he was able to overcome that adversity. And he became a Nobel Prize winning physicist, created special and general relativity, majorly contributed to quantum mechanics, was a statesman. His great intellectual achievements and originally have made the word Einstein synonymous with genius. Now, starting out as Einstein, as you could see, if you were going to place bets on a young Einstein and you saw somebody who couldn't get a job or uh, who had to work as a patent examiner, would you have been able to, at that point, predict that Einstein would now become synonymous with genius? And I think that's something we're, we need to look at here is, yes, there's advantage that we can get. We can get advantage, but is the advantage the best thing for us? In the cases that I've described here, no. I would, I would say no, because if they did not have the adversity it wouldn't have built them. It wouldn't have, and it, well, they had to approach it correctly, but it wouldn't have given them the resilience that they needed to be able to overcome it. The next great is uh, considered um, Michael Jordan, who is considered one of the greatest basketball players. I don't know if you know this, but it says he was cut from varsity basketball team in his sophomore year in high school, cut from the basketball team. Yet he went on to become one of the greatest basketball players of all time. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. How does that happen? How does that happen where you have somebody who wasn't even able to make, you know, was on the high school team, but then got cut? 
now comes back and despite the adversity, despite the obstacles, is able to become one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Jean Dominique Bobby. At the age of 43, so later in life, Bobby suffered a massive stroke. When he woke up 20 days later, he found he was entirely speechless. He could only blink. His mouth, arms, and legs were paralyzed, and he'd lost 60 pounds in the first 20 weeks after his stroke. Amazing. That's some adversity, right? Yet he was able to write the number one best-selling Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which has been adapted to multiple award-winning movies. All these other names out here. Johnny Depp is somebody who overcame it. E.O. Wilson. number of people have actually had to overcome adversity. Even Tom Cruise is somebody who had uh, adversity to overcome from his father. There was some domestic abuse there. You're listening to My Strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles. We'll be right back. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. You're listening to my strategy. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, very happy to be here with you today and glad you could join us. In this episode, we're talking about when bad things happen to good people. We're talking about something that all of us must face at one point or another, which is overcoming obstacles and dealing with adversity. And in some cases, we might feel that we are dealing with obstacles every single minute of every single day. I know I've been in that position. So in today's show, right before the break, we were talking about some successful people who were put in adverse situations, given obstacles at an early age for the most part in their lives, yet they were able to overcome those obstacles and go on to become tremendous successes. In this segment, I want to talk a little bit about overcoming obstacles. We're going to talk a little bit about how perception does make a difference, determining if something is really an obstacle or is it just a test designed to help us grow. I'll be leveraging today a piece that was written by Karen Hall, Ph.D. Uh, it is titled Overcoming Obstacles, and this was uh, published in Psychology Today. She says here, whatever your goal, there will be obstacles in your way. How do you react? She says, you set goals and have dreams you want to fulfill. You're excited about life and want and what you want to be. You start the work to make your dreams a reality. Then you run into roadblocks. Many cases were born into these roadblocks, but also 
her position is that there's goals, dreams, visions that we want to accomplish and roadblocks come up, which is pretty, pretty common. Um, maybe you want a relationship, but no one responds to your profile on a dating site. Maybe you want to move to a place you love, but can't find a way to pay for the move. Maybe you want a steady paycheck, but you can't keep a job. Whatever your goal, there is an obstacle in your way. And so her view is that your perception of obstacles makes a difference. So as we go through this, I'm going to start thinking about those super successful people like Oprah, Michael Jordan, um, Franklin Roosevelt, and see if this aligns or would have would have supported the thesis that adversity was what helped them become successful. She says here, some people see obstacles as a puzzle to solve. Some see obstacles as an opportunity to grow. Others see obstacles as a threat. Still others see obstacles as meaning they cannot succeed. And she suggests that your view of barriers to achieving your goal affects how you react. I wonder how true this is. Next time an obstacle comes your way, think about it. How are you perceiving that obstacle? Is this something that is something that you see as a puzzle and want to solve? Is it something that you see as a test and a challenge that once you've accomplished or completed that test and succeeded at that test, then now you're going to move on to the next level? Do you see it as a threat? Do you see it as something that is being put in front of you to halter, halt your growth? Um, while others uh, see obstacles as meaning they cannot succeed. So I think perception here is important. You're going to find as we go through these various other uh, studies that you're going to find that it, in, your perception does make a difference. She says here that if you see obstacles as the world being against you or meaning that you have failed, then you're likely to be overwhelmed with painful thoughts and difficult emotions when faced with blocks to your goals – and that's important because she's bringing up something which is important here. You know, there's the emotional response that can really cripple us. You know, when we have an emotional response to something, we deal with it differently than something that just a roadblock or obstacle that comes our way. So when you set a vision or and have a goals and go after trying to build, put a plan together and trying to accomplish something, you're passionate about it. You're emotionally invested in it. You want this to be successful. So when any type of roadblock or hurdle comes your way, you might have an emotional response to it. And if you have an emotional response to it, in some cases, you have an irrational reaction to it. So what if even though we still have that vision, that goal, and something that we want to accomplish, what if instead of having an emotional response, we were able to have a rational uh, response and, and deal with it as something, as a puzzle, or as an obstacle that is, once we pass the test, we're going to get that much farther. And I think there's a lot of point to, uh, a big point to that, uh, her, her view here. She says, perhaps you don't really experience thoughts when faced with an obstacle. Maybe you immediately experience fear or shame. Fear tells you to escape the situation, that you're in danger. Shame urges you to hide. If the situation isn't one in which you need to be afraid or ashamed, these emotions get in the way of overcoming the obstacles. Other emotions that you might experience also urge you to take certain actions that might or might not be helpful. To understand more about your emotions and those actions associated with emotions, she suggests that you try a, the fabulous atlas of emotions. Well, I won't go into that today, but there's all these tools out there that can help you get better prepared to determine how you are viewing these obstacles. Because I think how you view the obstacles and having the right approach, the right strategy, the right course of actions identified when you run into obstacles can be the difference as to whether or not you are going to grow from that activity or from that obstacle or whether you are going to be afraid or whether you are going to be shamed or whether you are going to be fearful. Take, for example, Michael Jordan when he was cut from the basketball team. If he was shamed by that, he could have just disappeared and said, I you know, couldn't succeed. Therefore, I have shamed my family or myself. I have failed. I'm going to try something else. 
what if he was scared? What if fear set in? And instead of, you know, he took that and said, well, wait a minute, you know, the coach doesn't like me and he cut me for other reasons and he's going to, um, you know, something bad's going to happen to me and he's scared now. Well, that could actually impact his ability to go forward. So there's all these things that emotional responses that can come up and ultimately uh, get in the way of our ability to overcome these obstacles. So the perception is important. Were your reactions to the last obstacle? She says here to think about the last obstacle you face and what thoughts did you have? What emotions did you have? And she suggests that were your reactions to the last obstacle you faced accurate? Were they helpful? And what is your pattern of responding to those obstacles? So that's something to think about as we go through the rest of the show is to think about those in terms of how did we feel when those obstacles came our way? You're listening to my strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to become more resilient. We'll be right back. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over for 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. Our resources at jobsannex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. Jobsannex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email Alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. You're listening to my strategy. We're on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio. Well, we're so happy to have you here today and glad you could join us. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking today about adversity and overcoming obstacles and when bad things happen to good people. We're talking about something we all must face from time to time is overcoming obstacles, also known as dealing with adversity, and uh, are discussing how successful people have overcome adversity, also talking about tips and tricks to help you build your own strategy. Would love to get your phone calls. Uh, you can give us a call at uh, 1-844-MY-STRATEGY. That's 1-844-MY-STRATEGY. Or send an email to talk at johnmhawkins.com with uh, your ideas or potentially situations that you've run into where you've had an adverse situation and how you dealt with it. Uh, we are giving away um, – we have a giveaway every week. And basically this week we're giving away a copy of my latest book, uh, Coach to Greatness, which was released this year. Uh, we're also including a $25 Starbucks gift card. So if you send that email to talk at johnmhawkins.com, uh, you will be entered to win. Right before the break, we were talking about overcoming obstacles. Uh, in this segment, you know, I want to talk a little bit about resilience. And I would mentioned earlier that resilience was one of those things that I had omitted as a subject from my second book and was brought to my attention by a serviceman. 
who had read the book and then suggested that uh, if I did a second edition, I would need to include resilience in it. So in this segment, you know, I've been obviously I've been thinking about that for <laughs> the last five years or so uh, since that was published. But, uh, you know, in this segment, I wa really wanted to include a a section here on resilience, because I think that resilience is something that really can give us, you know, if you are a resilient person as uh, a core value or, you know, that's a character trait of yours, it's going to give you the ability to bounce back easier. And if you look at those, uh, you know, successful people that we did, we talked about earlier, Sylvester Stallone and Franklin Roosevelt and Michael Jordan, I believe, I believe that not only do they have the right attitude, but also they were resilient people. So for us to learn a little bit more about resilience, um, I'm going to be leaning on a piece written by Lolly Daskal, who uh, is a uh, writes about leadership. And the article is titled, How to Be More Resilient When Things Get Tough. She suggests that the choices we make every day determine how resilient we can be when things go wrong. And she wants us to discover the secret to thriving in changing times. She says here, it's human nature to resist change, particularly when it comes in the form of adversity or challenges. But change is inevitable, and developing the trait of resilience helps us not only survive change, but also to grow, learn, grow, and thrive in it. So before we were talking about how we, uh, you know, how we look at adverse situations or overcoming obstacles, in this case, she's suggesting that we really want to develop our resiliency trait. She says resiliency is the capacity to cope with stress and adversity. It comes from believing in yourself and at the same time in something much larger than yourself. Resiliency is not a trait that people are born with. It involves behaviors, thoughts, and actions that can be learned and developed in anyone. Well, I guess that's the good news, right? It's something that we aren't born with, so it's not a genetic thing, according to Lolly, but it is something that we can develop. So in this article, she gives us 10 ways that we can help build our resilience trait. So she gives us 10 ways. So number one, she says, don't try to solve problems with the same thinking that created them. She says, resilient people do not make the same mistake again and again. They're willing to be honest about what they failed at. And they take the time to think about what did not work. So not only what is working, but did not work. Second item here is master your emotions before you man they manage you. This is similar to the other, um, the PhD that we were talking about earlier, where emotions play a role. She says resilient people have a positive outlook. They remind themselves that much of what they're facing is temporary and that they're, they've overcome obstacles, drawbacks, and setbacks before, and they can do it again. Resilient people focus on what they can learn from the experience. And it's interesting, all those successful people we talked about in the second segment did come with many setbacks, but they found ways to overcome them. Maybe that's something we need to do. Stay tough. Resilient people face their fears and have an app adaptive attitude that lets them focus on the possibilities or even the worst of times, the tougher the situation, the tougher they become. Keep growing. Life does not get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. Resilient people are constantly becoming braver and even more courageous. They know that life is not what happens to us, but what happens within us. There's an internal thing that's happening to us. She says, stay prepared. Resilient people work hard <clears throat> on solving problems rather than letting themselves become paralyzed by negativity. They keep planning for the future, even though things are not working out. Number six is pick yourself up as many times as it takes. Resilient people understand that failure is not falling down, but it is refusing to get back up. They have the capacity to adapt successfully and the tenacity to never quit. She suggests for number seven that we reward those small wins. Resilient people believe in themselves. They work hard and take joy in the small wins that give them strength. How many times do you reward yourself with the small wins? 
Or do you just beat yourself up because you did not accomplish something simple? She says, keep giving. Even in the toughest of times, resilient people find ways to care for others. Because sometimes being selfless is the best way for you to discover your own strengths. I think this is true. By doing community service or focusing on others, it gives you the ability to look at things from a new perspective. Number nine is build relationships. Resilient people maintain strong and supportive relationships, both personal and professional. For more information on that, you can see our listen to our friendship series that we did uh, last week. And finally, create your own meaning. Resilient people search for meaning. They develop a personal why that helps them have a clear sense of purpose, which helps them view setbacks from a broader perspective. To make it through the tough times takes resilience. It requires that we pay attention to the complexities of our own experiences, listen to our emotions, and be willing to learn from disappointment and failures as success and motivation. So those are some tips from Lolly Dashel on how we can be more resilient. And I think the good news there is that it's not something that we have to be born with so we can all learn it. This is my strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you can go about building your strategy with some insightful questions to ask yourself. We'll be right back. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor covering, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Renaissance woman, trailblazer, maverick. Those are just some of the words to describe Tashandra Poulard, owner and CEO of House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC, a woman minority veteran-owned entertainment company based in Washington, D.C. Ms. Poulard served 10 years honorably in the United States Navy and departed from active duty to pursue her dreams of becoming an entertainment mogul. House of Virgo Entertainment offers script writing, producing, directing, DJ services, editing, and more. They cater to businesses, corporations, college students, working professionals, aspiring artists and nonprofit organizations, and employ veterans of the armed forces. Tashandra Poulard is pioneering the way we view media and taking her brand global. Visit her at www.houseofvirgoentertainment.com or call 281-515-3740 and like her on Facebook at House of Virgo Entertainment, LLC. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. You're listening to my strategy. We're coming to you live from the BBM Global Network in TuneIn Radio. Very happy to be here today and also really glad that you could join us. Right before the break, we were talking about ways that we can become more resilient. And we went through 10 tips on ways that you can do that. Uh, in this segment, I want to talk about how we go about creating our strategy. How we go about creating our strategy. And, you know, I mean, creating a strategy, there really is a systematic approach as you're learning with everything we do, right? The better systematic approach or the habit that you have in place, if it's the right habit, the right systematic approach, the right behaviors, uh, it gives us the ability to kind of automate that piece of our life and gives us the ability then to not have to worry about it as much. We can focus on what's most, most important. So when it comes time to building a strategy, I'm going to go through the five areas that I think are very important for us to think about as we think about how we're going to come up with our tactics for overcoming adversity 
uh, and obstacles. So number one, it's awareness. You know, we talk about our vision, our goals, and what we want to achieve. So if you want to build a strategy um, to help overcome obstacles, you have to have a reason or a purpose for doing that. If you need to become more resilient, then why? And so having a clear definition of that vision and goal is really going to help you set the right priority on how much you should invest from a time perspective in um, being more resilient or overcoming obstacles. Then it's assess and analyze the situation, which gives, you know, we need to do some analysis to figure out what steps we could take. You know, what are the all the steps that we could do and what are the things that we're doing today that are not working? Once we have done our assessment and understand exactly what it is that we're doing, and we want to analyze that. And then you start to strategize and plan. And when you build your plan, these are your courses of actions that you are going to be using to get to your goal. So um, what can we be thinking about when it comes time to putting together our strategy? And so I'm going to be pulling from an article that was written by Beth Burgess, and she uh, says, seven questions you should ask yourself when faced with a tough decision. So here's some things we can think about as we're determining what is our strategy? What is our plan? She says here that in some cases you might feel paralyzed or at a loss of what is best to do. It's either due to stress when you're dealing with a dilemma. And you may question your own rationale. Well, we also learned there's emotional responses. There's you don't have the resiliency trait. There's a number of things. So she suggests, number one, if I don't do this now, will I regret it? So when you're thinking about an obstacle or adversity, if you don't do it now, will you regret it? The second one is what am I afraid of? People often get stuck with decisions because they're scared of what will happen if they make a choice. Some are afraid of failures and some are afraid of success. We've talked about that before, right? Where we have people who, uh, for them, being successful is almost more fear, is, provides a fear to them. And so they don't go after what they want to do because they're afraid they could actually accomplish that goal. Third one is, what does my heart say? So here it's your gut instincts, you know, often are the right ones. And you should never make a decision that doesn't resonate with you deep inside. So what does your heart say? What am I really doing this for? Uh, the wisest decision you can make are those that keep the end in mind. If your goal, if your end goal is stability and raising a family, then making a decision to buy a house, for example, might be a closer step to that. So that's the prioritization aspect of it, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. Who am I really doing this for? Who am I doing this for? Don't let others' agendas or advice sway you from making the right decision. You know, when we think about Michael Jordan and doing, you know, his basketball and not making, you know, getting cut from the sophomore varsity team, he might have been playing basketball for his parents. He might have been playing it because he had somebody else in the family who was a successful basketball player. I don't know. But think about it from this perspective. If that was the reason he was playing basketball, he might not have been performing to his potential. So the action, the obstacle of saying, Mr. Jordan, we're now going to cut you, actually turned something on in him where he became passionate about it, saw it as a puzzle, a challenge, a test, and now had the ability to overcome it. So we don't know in that situation, but in our own worlds, in our own situations, we can start to think about this strategically, who, you know, about why things happen the way they do and start to have a better prepared response for them. Next one is, will I like myself after this decision? Anyone can make a difficult decision that ticks all the boxes in terms of solution without taking into account how that decision could make them feel. Well, will I like myself after this decision? Another one could be, will I go to jail if I make this decision? So there's some things that are illegal and we shouldn't be doing. Um, we need to weigh all of those. And then finally, number seven she has is, can I cope with the fallout? Choices are like a domino. When you make one decision, it paves the way for other situations to occur, which you will have to deal with at some point or another. So making tough decisions always comes with ramifications. So as you start to think about those questions and put your plan together, 
we then need to implement the plan. So if we're trying to build, become more, uh, give, you know, have the ability to overcome obstacles, we probably want to start to think about some of those obstacles that we've had in place. And we're implementing the strategy. So as we implement the strategy, see if it's working. Go back to the assess and analyze and test. How am I responding now when obstacles come my way? Is it the same way that I responded to them before? Am I able to be resilient? Or maybe that's something I need to put on my plan so that I can start to focus on building that character trait so that when things do come my way, I'm resilient. And then we always need to have support and evaluation. Somebody who's there to help us in terms of planning, help us as we implement our plans, provide the feedback, helping us to become accountable, responsible. So do you have that support network in place? In some cases you have a support network, but are they providing you the best coaching and the best guidance? You're listening to my strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. We're on the PBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about ways to put your plan in place. We'll be right back. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Hello and welcome back, everybody. This is my strategy. I am your host, John M. Hawkins. We're on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Well, very happy to be here with you today and so glad that you were able to join us uh, for this episode on um, overcoming obstacles and dealing with adversity. We've been talking today about how bad things happen to good people, and we've uh, really covered a lot of ground here. We, um, I do want to let you know that we still do have the giveaway going on. So if you provide some feedback uh, to uh, talk at johnmhawkins.com, you can enter for the giveaway to win a copy of my latest book, and you'll also get a $25 Starbucks gift card. So get that in. Uh, send it to talk at johnmhawkins.com. And today, we've really been focusing on overcoming obstacles and dealing with adversity. We've also talked about how we can build our resiliency trait so that when these obstacles come our way, that we have the ability to think about them in the right manner. Are we having an emotional response? You know, how really are we? And I think ultimately it comes down to should we embrace adversity or should we not embrace it? And from my perspective, I think that we really need to embrace adversity when it comes our way. 
And the reason I think we need to embrace adversity is if we look at all the case studies of those successful people who were in extremely adverse situations, that adversity that was presented to them early in life developed them into resilient people. And the the actions that they took when these problems came their way, where they saw it as a puzzle or they saw it as something to solve, helped them um, successfully overcome those challenges and ultimately put them in a position to be successful. Now, it comes down to how we go about overcoming those obstacles. So we've got successful people that did have the ability to overcome adversity, but how did they do it? They did it because the perception really makes a difference. If you perceive something that comes your way as an obstacle or you're fearful of it or you see it as something that is going to hurt you, then you're not really going to embrace that. You are going to be fearful of it and you are going to run from it. So from that perspective, if we can start to think about those obstacles in terms of a test or something that can help us grow, it is really going to put us in a better position to be able to become more resilient. We also talked a little bit about some of those 10 tips to becoming more resilient. And I think it all comes down to when we start to put these plans in place, it means that we are stuck in some sort of a pattern. There's a pattern that we're doing. These are the habits that we have. And as we uh, you know, do these habits, we need to be aware that these are habits that we're holding. And we need to start to think about ways that we can consciously prioritize these and make our commitments to these goals or intentions so that we can start to set the proper amount of focus on them. And that all comes back to what we talked about in the last segment, which is, you know, building your strategy. And the, the better your strategy, the better feedback you have, the clearer your choices become. So as you start to go through this process, it's really going to help you define what it is that you want. And then the plan is going to help you figure out how to get there. And then... Once defined, it's going to help you give the ability to move forward. And again, with goal setting, we always need to be specific about our goals. You've been listening to My Strategy. I'm your host, John M. Hawkins. We were coming to you live from the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. If you did miss this episode, uh, please feel free to see hear us at iTunes or also on um, iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. This has been My Strategy with your host, John M. Hawkins. Listen each week as John reminds us that just like elite athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of their coaches, he is here to help you achieve your highest goals possible. Here each week on My Strategy. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.